So first of all, today is Super Bowl Sunday, so I got to take a little survey on uh, who you are uh, cheering for. Um, so if you are a Kansas City um, Chief, you're rooting for them this, mo- uh, this evening. Anybody on that side? A few of you. No one really excited, but uh, you're going to be at the game and kind of rooting for. How many of you are the 49ers? All right. So, again, you're rooting for the 49ers. How many of you are just glad New England's not there? Anybody on that side? All right, there's a few. All right, that's good to know. How many of you don't really care um, any of that um, for the Super Bowl? That's, that was probably the, one of the more exciting ones was the no one cares. Um, so I'll just tell you my view of the Super Bowl. I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it, first of all, because we get to have a party as a fam- church family. And anytime we can have fun playing games, laughing, it's a good day here, whether you're watching the game or not. Secondly, I just hope it's a good game. I just want to see something that's exciting down to the end, no blowouts, just, just some good football, and, and hopefully uh, everyone ex- enjoys the evening together. Uh, we're walking through this series on faith, and this, this morning, this message is one probably that I um, have shared multiple times in different ways, but I, I think this is a critical message, a critical thing for all of us to um, hear um, on this idea of faith, and it has to deal with well, well, one of three things that you may find yourself in this morning, or one, one of three ways that this may sh- end, end up showing up in your life. One is some of us have gone through seasons or are in a season where you just feel like um, your faith is dry. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but you're just like, you maybe feeling like you're going through the motions. You feeling like maybe, I don't even know if this is real. This seems so bland. Um, you know, it's just so like dry. It just seems like nothing ever happens. It just feels like it is monotonous. You know what I mean? Like there's no excitement. There's no, the Bible says, talks about life, you know, that he came to give us life. It doesn't feel very life-giving. This message this morning, if you're in that, that um, time frame in your life, if you're, if you're feeling that this morning, I think the answer to why you may, an answer to how you can get out of that dryness might come to you um, this morning. Number two is, is this. Um, you hear about God's power and what God can do, right? I mean, you, you read about it in the scriptures. Um, you're like all these different ways that uh, almighty God shows up in people's lives, these ordinary people. And you're like, man, I, I would love for God to show up powerfully in my life. I mean, I, I would love for God to show off sometimes. I would, I would love to see his power on display in my life. And, and I, I, I think if you've ever, you ever, anybody ever like do dominoes? Um, not dominoes, the game where you're like mar- matching up numbers. I'm talking about dominoes where you set them up and you like, you like go around in a circle up and over. You ever see those things? I don't know if you ever do those. And then you hit one domino and the rest of the dominoes go off. And by the way, do you know that dominoes can tip over another domino one and a half its size? And so you could, um, really set up a small domino and eventually uh, knock over the Tower of Pisa or, some, or the Eiffel Tower eventually if you had the right um, order of dominoes. Does that make sense to you? That's a law of physics, really. And, and the first domino to what God can do in our life, like, like what God sometimes is waiting for, this is, is what we're talking about this morning. The third one, the third why this message is so important is this, that God has, dis- okay, this, now this, the Bible says this is eternal life. This is what life is about. This is what abundant life is about, is that you may know God and his son, Jesus Christ, right? Does it make sense to you? Like, he wants us to know him. 
And sometimes along the journey of Christianity, we, we get details about God. We know about God. We know all sorts of, de- like all sorts of doctrines about who he is. But there's a huge difference between knowing about somebody and knowing somebody. Does it make, they're, 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 like God doesn't just want us to know about him. He does. He wants us to be accurate in our view of who he is. But he says, I wa- also want you to know me in a deeper way. Because there's a difference between the way I knew my wife back in eighth grade that I know her now after 20 plus years of experiences with her. Knowing her. Her, like like doing life together like like walk there, there there's something deeper than the knowledge like you all follow the news Kobe Bryant you know was, was last Sunday um, riding a helicopter he the, the helicopter crashed and I I was a Lakers fan at the time and I knew a lot about Kobe Bryant I mean I could some of you know a lot about him maybe your your idol is Michael Jordan you know a lot about titles and MVPs and where they grew up and where they didn't go to college and and where they were drafted and then how they got to the Lakers and the arguments with Shaquille and how he won a couple titles after Shaquille and and how he retired and and what happened in Colorado and that that he has daughters you know you, you could rifle off all this knowledge about him or somebody else but it's a whole different thing to know someone personally there's a whole, it's a whole different experience. And God has designed us to know about him, yes. But he also wants, in that knowledge of him, he doesn't want you to just know that he's love. He wants you to experience his love. He doesn't want you just ex- to know that he's faithful. He wants you to experience his faithfulness. He, there, there's this something amazing about when we are really doing what God has called us to do in Scripture, what, what is released is God's power, yes, but also this like, I, I'm a friend of God. Like, I, I get to, to know him. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 3. Um, and I could have picked, because th- this, this, um, this message this morning, I could have shared probably, probably about 100 different scriptures using the same message. Like, like this, this is a principle. This is something that God consistently does throughout scripture. He, this is not a one-time hit, one-hit wonder. This is a way that he has worked over and over and over and over again. Does that make sense this morning? And so this is a pattern. And whenever God uses patterns, it's probably a pattern that we should probably lead into and say, God, I want to I live in that pattern. And, and, and so I want to walk through this scripture to you. Let me give you a little background on um, Joshua chapter 3. Um, Joshua is a man who has lived um, for a while at this point of the story, and he's been kind of like second in command to Moses. And so he's walked with Moses, and a lot of you know a lot about Moses. He's walked with Moses through the desert. So Moses is the guy who, t- who took um, Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery, and he brought them through the desert trying to get to the promised land. Years before this story, before this happens, they, all of Israel and Moses get to the edge of the promised land, and Joshua and Caleb and ten other spies go in to the promised land to, t- to check it out. And they come back with a report, and they say, oh man, that place is amazing. We want to live there. And, and there's this other word that uh, we sometimes use in our own life. But there's, we can't do it. It's an impossibility. There's too many people living there who are powerful, and we have no way of 
winning, no way of coming into that land. So we might as well go back to Egypt. And so God looks at them and he's like, just trust me. Right? You saw me part the Red Sea. You saw me provide manna. You saw me um, bring water to you. You saw me provide for a million plus people as you walked through the desert day after day after day. Trust me that, that the same God who, has been fa- who, who defeated the most powerful army in the world, Egypt, is the same God who can take you to the very place that I want to take you. Just trust me. Just trust me. And they're like, no. It, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to do it our way. I don't think, I don't think this is going to work. And then God says, you're going to get in trouble for this. This is going to cause problems. You're going to wander in the desert. And what happens is, what's interesting is they, they say no, and then all of a sudden they're like, uh, God, actually, we changed our mind. Well, we can do this. We'll go in. And God says, too late. You, no, you're not doing it for the right your, your faith is not where it needs to be. And so he, he says, you're going to wander through the desert for 40 years, for one generation. All right, 40, so 40 years later, Joshua's still alive, Caleb's still alive, and a whole generation of people have passed away. And now it's a whole new group of people. They were not, they've heard stories of the Red Sea, but they didn't experience it. And they get to the edge of the promised land again. And Moses messes up. He gets angry at his people and, and probably had some reason to get angry, but he wasn't supposed to do it that way. And God said, you're not going to enter either now. And so I'm going to use this guy named Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, which was a couple chapters before, Joshua's like, it doesn't really show, it shows up in what God says to him, but Joshua's like, I'm, I'm scared. I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm a nobody. Who, Moses, Moses. You know, it's like following uh, Bill Gates at Microsoft. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you follow the, a great leader, someone who's made incredible change? I don't want to do that. And God says, be a man of courage. Don't be afraid. Trust me. Stay with me. Connect with me. Um, meditate on the, on the word with me. Just, just know me. Just, just trust me and you'll be, you'll be fine. All right, so we get to Joshua chapter 3. They're at the, at the um, edge of the Jordan River. So they're standing on one side. The promised land is on the other. It goes like this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before the Jordan River. So they're, they're like going to the promised land. And they, they set camp. They're a million plus people. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Let's stop for a second. So get the picture. I really want you to see the picture of the story going on because sometimes we read things and you just kind of kind of like hear it, but you don't picture it. So you have this huge, like bigger than our, we do camping at Havana Glen once a year. And it looks full, you know, that's all. But we, we have a huge camp of people all on the other side of the promised land. By the way, the promised land has been spoken about over and over to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. They're like, you're going to get a promised land. You're going to get a promised land. They're like, beautiful land, land flowing with milk and honey. And so they're finally at the edge of the promised land. They stop and they look across the Jordan River blocking them. Have you, have you ever had times where you're in this little season where you have to make a decision and you, your mind is like spinning of like, so if I do A and then you're like going all the way down, like all the different things you have to face 
You're, you're facing a difficulty here, and you're like, your, your, your math is going crazy. about. All, you're spinning all the scenarios of all the hardship and all the difficulties that you have. You ever have uh, almost like a panic attack over things in bed at night? You're like sitting there. This is, I've done this before. You're like, how am I ever going to make it financially? And your mind is like spinning. If, if I have one more, and you're just worst case scenario and everything, like this is not going to work out. Your, your fear level is rising. You're, you're frustrated. You're like, I, we're not, you just feel like you're not going to make it. You ever have been there and your mind is spinning out of control? That would be a no because everyone's looking at people like, I've been there. All right. Where you're just like spinning how this is not going to work. Whatever you're trying to do is not going to work. Maybe you're, you're, it's some ministry that you're like, God, you feel like God wants you to start, and you're like, no, it's not going to work. This is why. And you, your mind spins it. You're like, I, I, I can't step that direction, God, because if your mind kind of spins it. You're like, because of this, this, this. I have a huge list of reasons why this isn't going to work out. Maybe it's, maybe it's a relationship, and you're like, man, I don't know if this is going to, and your mind just goes. Like, we have all sorts of places where we're, we're like, we, we've never been there before, so we don't know how to journey through this. That's the people of Israel. They've never been in the promised land. They, they're at, the, they're at the, the banks of the Jordan, the, step one, right? Just cross the river. And then they're thinking, but then there's Jericho over here. There's this town over here. Where are we gonna, how are we going to even plant? Are we going to have enough food when we get there? Where are our houses going to be? Our, you know, how's the land going to be divided? We have a million people here. How's that going to work out? And do you understand that, how that, that works in our soul? Like, Question after question after question after question. You're like, it paralyzes you. It paralyzes me. Like, I just don't want to step now. I'm safe here. I'm comfortable here. Why would I ever want to cross the Jordan? There's so many obstacles, and fear paralyzes us. And that's where the nation of Israel is. They're on this side of the Jordan. And I, and I could... I can imagine that fear quotient is just rising. And Joshua, too, as a leader, what if I fail, God? Leading a million people? You kidding me? All I want to do is be a spy one time, and I'll, you know, I just want to be faithful to you. I don't necessarily want this responsibility. I can, I don't even, I, I'm not a warrior. I'm not someone who can take over a territory or whatever. I can't, I can't even I can't build a bridge. I'm not an architect. What do you want me to do, God? And they're, so they're sitting there, and the, verse 2 says, After three days, they said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant is, is really the, the representation of, of God's presence for the community. It makes sense. When they saw the Ark of the Covenant, they were reminded that God was there. When you see the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord your God, and the Levitical priest carrying it, the leaders of the people, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Principle number one. Listen, at the heart of what we're going to, and this, this, these principles, these patterns that God has set up, at the heart of it is this idea of come follow me. This, this idea of where God wants you to go, we just need to go. It's per, it, at the basis of it, it's pretty simple. God will take us however he wants to take us there, and he will, he will make the results be whatever he wants to make. But our responsibility is when the Ark of the Covenant goes, when God tells us to go someplace, we say, yes, sir. We say, well, let's go. We say, let's roll. Whatever the words you want to use is. It's like, yes, let's, I'm willing to step. Verse 4. Watch Listen to the phrase. Watch the Ark of the Covenant, verse 4, the word, then you will know which way to go. Just understand that principle right there. We want, we want God to give us the whole map. God, give us every detail. God, show us how this is all going to work out. 
God, just, just give, me the, give me the whole page. Don't give me this little corner. And, and this is, just watch, the, watch where God tells you to, to, watch where the first step is. Step in that direction. Then you will know which way to go. I, hey, I understand. We're all in situations sometimes where we have, we're walking through a minefield and we don't know where to step. We, we're, we're like struggling because we've never been there before. We don't know how to do it. He says, just watch the Ark of the Covenant. Follow it. Then you'll know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep, listen to this, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. So, Cubit, we don't even know what cubits are in our world. It was about a half a mile. It was a thousand yards, give or take. I'm going to use a Super Bowl expression. You know, the, the, think of a football field. How many, how many yards in a football field for some of you math people? Uh, well, I'll give you 100. It's probably 120 because there's 10 on each side. But 100, is, we'll, we'll settle for 100. Take 10 of those back to back to back. And he says, wait for it to get there you ever been driving down the road you're following somebody we have gps now so back in the day back in the day you like that phrase back in the day someone would say hey just follow me and then you'd, you'd get behind a car and they would forget that they're like you're following them. you ever have that person and they're just off and then and you have to like look way down the road like watching their turn signal i know it's soon the exit they're getting off well, where is you have to pay attention tightly. And God says, listen, wh- why I think it's a, it's a half a mile, why I think it's a thousand yards is because I think God is saying, I want you to pay attention. If the ark is right in front of you, it's going to be easy. But I want to put it out there. So just keep your eye. Stay focused on the ark. Stay, like, just keep, keep looking. I know it's going to take some work because following God does take some work. Trying to hear what he's saying to you does take some effort. Just stay focused on where that ark is and follow it wherever it goes. It might be a ways away, but keep stepping in that direction. Verse 5. Beautiful verse. If you have your Bible and you have a pen, underline this verse. This is critical to the principles that we're talking about. It says this. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Just hear what it's saying. This is just, I think it's beautiful. It says, Joshua says to, to the people, get your, consecrate, get yourself ready. Prepare yourself. Like, get rid of all the other junk in your life. Set yourself up as holy, as different. Like, like put yourself in, before God. I would say, confess all the junk in your life to him and, and just get yourself right with God and, and, and just be ready for what he's going to do. Constant, get yourself ready. Why? For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Who does it? God does it. He does amazing things. So listen to the phrasing. How do you allow God to do amazing things in your life? If you want to see him work and power in your life, you have to, first of all, you have to get yourself ready. He will do great things. He, he wants to show, he does great things. But listen to this too. He says, for tomorrow, there, sometimes we want God to work on our timing. Like Maybe tomorrow doesn't seem too far away, but sometimes tomorrow's our next years. Sometimes tomorrow's our next decade. Sometimes we are getting ourselves ready for God to work whenever he wants to work. But if you are, if you are faithful, if you are you know, full of faith, God will show up and he'll, he will show off. He will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. 
Verse 7 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Today will be we Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of the Israel, of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you, as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. All right. So God says, listen, you just be faithful to me right now. Take the step that I'm asking you to take, and your fear of leadership, they will trust you, because you're trusting me. Just, just step. And then he says, go st- tell them to step on the, into the river. Go, go stand in the river. By the way, later on it says it's at flood stage. The Jordan River at flood stage. And so he, here's the, the picture. They're standing at the Jordan River. Well, all the nation is, is like a half mile back following them. And, and Joshua is talking to the Levites, the ones carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And he's like, hey guys, um, our plan here is for you to, to step into the, the, the flooding river. Uh, we like Moses better. <laughs> he makes a lot more sense. That doesn't even make, like, how is one step into the river going to make a difference? Because our small steps of faith, our small dominoes of obedience allow, allow God or God uses to do amazing things among us. Because it is a faith step, isn't it? Like, it's flood stage. Worst, best case scenario, most, uh, my shoes will get wet and damaged, and I'll have smelly socks the rest of the day. Worst case scenario, I'm taking off down the river with the Ark of the Covenant flowing away. No, just, you don't need to know all the details. Just step, just be faithful. Take one step into the river. Step. And the Bible says, when they stepped, all the people are watching, way downstream, the water is held up. And there, there's some... There, there's some reasons why possibly that could have happened, what we could get into, but we're not going to get into it. But all of a sudden, the water stops, and they're waiting. So think about this. This is like um, five to ten miles upstream, maybe a little further than that. And they're just standing in the water. They're waiting. Like, you told us to step, and now we're still getting wet. Does it make sense? Like, the water, the water has stopped up there. Like, God's working up there. But the water hasn't gone all the way down through yet. And so they're waiting for the, they're just like standing there looking at Joshua. Like, this is the stupidest idea ever. Why are we even here? And the water is, God's been working. God's been showing off way up there. And the water's flowing down. And all of a sudden they see it like, oh, God's taking care of this. They walk across the, re- the Jordan River on dry ground. They're like, they're, listen to this. This is the principle. This is, this is the pattern that God has used throughout history. Our small step of faith, God responds to with him showing off. Every act of, almost every act of God that I see, not everyone, because sometimes he just shows off, but many of them are precipitated, are started by an act of faith. You you read the New Testament, you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and see how many miracles Jesus does, and he'll say this, your faith has made you well. Their faith has made you well. Your, your, your belief, your, your trust has, done, has started something that will be carried on for a long, has released my power up to display in your life. The, the whole nation is like worried and stressed out about what's going to happen. And God's like, I will take care of that. Your one job is to look for me and then step. And sometimes those steps seem crazy. Sometimes those steps don't make sense. Sometimes the math doesn't add up. Sometimes it's like, I'm too busy. 
But when we step, three things happen that we talked about earlier. Number one is that we will, we will see God work. Our faith releases God's power in, in, our, in our life. Our faith somehow God uses to do amazing things. If you want to see God show up in power in your life, step in faith. I mean, you read the book of Acts, I can tell you what, what, was the, what kept coming up is the, their faith. I was reading, that's what I'm reading through right now, and the idea of the, they were full of the Holy Spirit, which was, and they were full of faith. They're like, we're, we're fully trusting, and we're going to step. And, and then, you know what the book of Acts is? is all these amazing things that, that the Holy Spirit and God does through these apostles. Number, number two, there's, a, there's an intimacy that's formed in that step of faith. Every time that we trust somebody and they respond to that trust, there, there's depth of relationship that's built. Every time I'm in the pool and I catch my son or daughter back when they were, when they were jumping in, every time that I, I caught them, trust was formed and relationship was formed. Every time that we, we step in faith, God shows off not just who doctrinally he is, like, like intellectually he is, but he, he shows up in a real way. Like he, he is like, now you know me. You, you want to know God personally? You want to know God intimately? Step in faith. If you want to know how God is a provider, then you have to trust him with your provision. If you want to see God show up in your relationship, you have, to, you have to trust in him and say, God, you know how, you're the God who knows everything. I trust you. And I'm going to step. Gonna, do you know, understand, though, that our steps are little dominoes? That's why when the Bible, ta- what Jesus talks about, he says, with faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there. Okay, you're like, well, I've never seen someone move a mountain. But what he's saying is, look at the domino pieces. Your small little domino can knock over another domino, knock over another domino, knock over domino, and then all of a sudden the Eiffel Tower is tipping over. You want to move a mountain, start with a domino. Start with a little step of faith. You want to see God do amazing things in our community, which I, I do? You start, with a little, you start with faith. You start with a little thing that he wants you to do. Not the big things. The big things come when you're faithful in the little things. That's what the scripture says. Be faithful in a small thing and God will give you more. Take the step of faith and see the domino start knocking over. It may be tomorrow, it may be next year, maybe many years from now. But though that God will show up and God will show off. Number, th- number three is this. The reason that we're so dry sometimes is we're a lot more comfortable sitting in a seat hearing a message than stepping out into the water. Because we're, we're, this is safe. Well, for most of us, some of you are nervous in here, and a little. This, this was a step. For, honestly, there, this was a step of, of faith for some of you this morning, and God will work in that. But for many of you, you're just comfortable. And, and yet you're also wondering why you're so dry. And God's like, I'm asking you to trust me, and, and I'm asking you to step. And, and see how that alive is. You, you, ever, you ever do, I mean, don't, don't some of you go on like vacations and want to do something crazy? You ever, you ever get parasailing, bungee jumping, something, and there's some kind of adrenaline rush in you? you and you're like, man, this is, this is fun, this is, this is incredible. You're, you're cliff jumping. 
You, you, I don't know what you're, some of you hate all of that, but for some, you feel alive sometimes when you're, God's like, that's the way I was supposed to be walking with me. You, you realize that, that's the way life was supposed to be with God of like, you're, you're stepping out over a cliff and you have no idea what God's going to do. I have no idea. And you step anyway and you get to see how he works and you're like, God, that was amazing. And what you want to do is, this is what happens. This is the growth that happens. You want to take a bigger step next step. God, I want to do it again. I want to do it again. I want, I want to get out there again. And then your, your faith grows because God shows up every time that you step. And it spirals and spirals until your, your, your dominoes. God's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something amazing in their life. Yeah, my, well, one of my favorite stories. I've been telling you a lot of my favorite stories. I think they're all my favorite stories, but this is one of my favorites too. Is, is, it's Peter, right? And he, he's like in the boat and... Um, and there, there, there's waves crashing, and the boat's like going nowhere. These are fishermen, right? Peter's a fisherman. He's a tough guy. He knows how to, he knows how to navigate a boat, but he's, he's struggling. Jesus isn't on the boat. That's a problem. Whenever you're struggling and Jesus isn't in your boat. But here comes Jesus walking out to the boat. And they're like, who's that? Well, finally Jesus says, it's me. Peter, I, sometimes you just don't understand what, you're, what people are thinking. And this, this is what, why it's so interesting a story. Peter's like, that's Jesus. I'm in here. Hey, Jesus call to me, and I would love to come out on the water with you. Just think about that ask right there. Like, well, who asked that? Hey, Jesus, I want to walk on water. I, I just, can I just walk on water? There's, there's like 11 disciples in the boat still, right? And they're all like, that's, that's, a, that's idiotic. That's a stupid Peter. I mean, I can imagine they're kind of smirking like, you're, you're, first of all, there's a storm. Second of all, you never walked on water. I, maybe Jesus can, but you can. Why are you asking Jesus that? Just but, but, but Peter's like, I want, I want to experience faith. I want to experience God's power. I want to experience what it's like to, just to trust him. Jesus, I know who you are. I know you're the Messiah. I know that you're powerful. You control the ways. I know that you, you can make me do whatever, and I'm going to trust you. But I need you to know, this, I want you to call me. I'm not going to do it myself. I need to know where you're living. I know where the, need to know where the Ark of the Covenant is. I need to follow that Ark of the Covenant. I need to follow you, Jesus. Can you tell me to come out to the boat, or come out of the, get out of the boat to come out? Jesus says, come on, let's go. And can you imagine, I just, I just love picturing him like climbing over the side of the boat and like, you know how you usually jump off? And then he's not jumping off, he's got to put his foot down because he, you know, he's like touching it. And then he starts walking and all it is is an act of faith. And do, can you imagine the rest of his life telling that story? I mean, I, I would love to be around the disciples later on. Yeah. You guys stayed in the boat, I got, I know I sank for a while, I know my faith died, but at least I, I took a few steps. I, 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 I did something, and then that was, I, Jesus grabbed my hand and pulled me out then, you know? That, that was really amazing. You guys got stuck in the boat, and I was walking on water. And I wonder how many times God would say to you, why are you stuck in a boat? Why are you, why are you just coming to church? And that's good. But why aren't we stepping? And I'm not talking, listen, you may be thinking, what large step? It's a small domino. It's a small domino. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what God's asking you to step. Maybe it's trusting through a situation. Maybe it's, maybe it's something with your finances. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a mission trip that God's, like you kind of feel like it and you're like have all these spin, the thoughts spinning like why you can't. And all you need to do is take one step. All right, I'm going to tell you a little, man, time goes fast whenever I'm, I'm getting going. But let me just tell, tell you a little story. Well, I could tell you a lot of stories about this, but this one story in my, my family's life, and I'll, I was going to tell you a different one, but I'll tell this one is, you know, my wife and I were like, all right, 
We want to do for one. The phrase is, do for one what you can't do for all. Like, we feel like maybe God's saying, do foster care, but I don't know if I really want to. It changes your life, and it does. And we're like, all right. We were sitting back. We were, we were comfortable. We were good. We, 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 were, we were seeing God work. And this is, this is all cool stuff. And yeah, we're like, okay, God, what do you want us to do? And we're waiting for the big, the big plan. We were lo- looking for everything, you know, all lined up, lined up, like the map, the full map to the X marks the spot, right? That's what I was looking for. And it, there came a point where Dean and I were talking. I was like, you know what? We just need to take one small step of faith. So we went to a class, went to a, like, one night, get some information class. That's all we did. That was our step of faith. And then we were like, all right, God, I guess, what else do you want us to do? And we went to the map class, which is like a long saga of, like, information. And then, but what I'm telling you is we got to where we are, adoption and all that, by taking a one small domino step here. We didn't get all the way there in one day. And that's true of this church. That's true of this facility. You look at every story, every God, only God story, every only God story that we have as a church, most everyone starts with a small little domino of someone or a few someone saying, I'm willing to step. This morning, I'm going to have the worship team come up. And in my bag, I thought I had my Bible. I, I usually had my Bible. It's my little brown book. Do you know what I'm talking about, my little brown book? My little book that I gave all of you in, in January, we gave it to you to write things down. Hopefully you have your book this morning. If not, you probably have a bulletin. And all I want you to do is we're singing as we're leading this last song. This is the question I want to push you on, and you're going to have to make a choice. Where is God asking you to step? Maybe you're struggling this morning with, with dryness and just walking through the motions, and maybe you need to step this morning. Maybe... You're like me, and they're like, I, just, I want God to show off. I want, I want to see God do more things. I, I, want, I want people not to be amazed at my speaking, but be amazed at what God does. I, I, want, I want us to experience him. I, I, want us, I, I, want, I, want to, I just don't want to know about him. I don't want to just be able to quote scripture. I want to, I want to be able to do that, yes. But, but, but I, I, want to, I want to experience how he works. I want to experience how he loves. I want to, I want to experience how, how he moves. I, I, want, I want to know him on that level. Like I know my wife. I want, to know, I want to know my God. So what is your step this morning? Where do you need to be faithful? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you um, for the opportunity to step. That you, for some reason, you allow us to experience you through faith. That although we have fear and anxiety and our mind spins things like out of control, that you're, you're really a God who keeps things simple. One domino, one act of faith. So God, bring that to mind this morning. We, we, we don't want to step someplace that we're not supposed to be. We don't want to step out on our own accord of, of what we think we want to do. We, we want to step where you're asking us to step. As a church, as a family, as families in here, and as individuals, we want to be faithful. We want to be full of faith, stepping where you ask us up. So God, I pray that, not, that this message is not so much about a message as much as about you saying, step. In Jesus' name, amen.